0: Hey, guys, it's Chelsea, and we wanted to thank you for listening to Dear Chelsea this year. We appreciate your support, and we cannot wait for you to hear what we have in store for 2023 on Dear Chelsea, and we are looking forward to it. So follow us, subscribe. Catherine is here to say thank you as well to all of our listeners. Thank you, guys. We
2: love all of you guys for writing in, for following up with us, this little community that's being created, and we wish you a wonderful year.
0: Yes. Happy New Year. Don't forget to watch my special on Netflix, you guys. Revolution. It's a revolution. Are you a Christmas person or a Hanukkah person, Chelsea? Well, I'm a Jew, technically, but I don't really know how to spell Hanukkah. I know that you can spell it (laughs) any way you want it, and it's fine. And I don't really practice either. I have a tree and I have a Hanukkah menorah. Oh, lovely. Yes, but I'm not lighting candles by myself. I'm up here by myself this year. My family's not here. Oh, wow. Which is a huge victory for me. We (laughs) have spent so much time together in the last few years Yeah, that when they started complaining about travel plans this year, I just said, you know what, everybody, let's just do our own thing. Let's take the holiday to ourselves and reflect. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, Brad and I are also
2: not traveling this Christmas for the first time in many years, and I am so pleased about it. It's oh, are just you? Great. Yeah, I'm like, it's our first time in our new home for Christmas, and we've got our tree, and my parents are actually going to come visit a couple of days after Christmas, so it'll still feel Christmassy.
0: Nice, nice, yeah. perfect. Yeah, and you're in your new home with your new little doggy. Yes, our new little puppy, Wendell
2: Beignet Merbles.
0: Beignet, <laughs> that's really something. I hope Wendell teaches you about hard-boiled eggs. Oh, he has. Man, those puppy farts are poisonous. Disgusting. That's what you're doing when you're bringing hard-boiled eggs onto a plane. You're bringing (laughs) puppy farts in a bottle.
2: I suppose that's true. I really need to rethink my life choices.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is the perfect time. You just needed somebody to confront you. I'm going to stay home for the holidays and reflect. (laughs) Yeah, and repent, actually.
2: (laughs) Yes. Chelsea, I have an update from one of our, actually, this is just from a listener, but it was so charming and delightful. I had to read it. This is from Claire. She's in Manchester, England. She says, hi, Chelsea and Catherine. I'm a bottle of wine deep, so buckle up, kids. I
0: thought she was going to say she's a bottom. I'm like, aren't we all?
2: <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Well, no. I mean,
0: I, pre- I actually prefer we a bottom. We <laughs> are. <laughs> I first heard Chelsea
2: on Glennon Doyle's podcast and absolutely loved the way she talked about her breakup and how she just sounded like she had her shit together. Then I went down a rabbit hole and listened to every single episode of the podcast and fell very deeply in love with you both and your amazing advice. Also, the little breadcrumbs of Brad's voice every now and then is genius. <laughs> that was cute. I have now listened to every Chelsea Handler book, which I love, apart from the one she didn't read herself, but that says more about my selfishness than anything else. Or mine. (laughs) I just wanted to tell you that I'm now in therapy. I have a psilocybin bar of chocolate and root, (laughs) and I'm ever so slightly codependent on you both. I have looked into myself more than ever before and am able to forgive myself and protect myself more now because of you, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Claire.
0: Oh, my God. Claire. Hi, Claire. That's so sweet. Thank you for writing that letter to us. How nice. What not it nice to know people are going down wormholes about you and you don't oh even gosh. know about it?
2: Yes, it's so exciting. And it's just like this podcast is doing so much good in so many people's lives. And these little communities are starting I actually have an- another very exciting update.
0: Are they monkeypox communities? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. I'm fixated on monkeypox and I won't get past it. <laughs> Everyone else has forgotten about it, but not Chelsea. I know, I'm not me.
2: I'm like, let's go. <laughs> yes. So we have like a whole pocket of wonderful women in NYC who are like potentially starting a meetup group, which is very exciting. Really? A meetup group, like for what? Like for we're fans of Dear Chelsea and we're independent and single and like love to hang out and do fun things.
0: Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. That's like the theme of the special, you know, independence and singledom. I didn't know how many women I was appealing to. Yes, exactly. There's a whole group of there's a whole swath of women out there that need to be represented for not getting married and having babies. It's true, though. It's true, though. And you know what? I was thinking about this recently.
2: I think something that you do for people because you know we get a lot of emails that are how do I say this should I come out and say this to this person I think what you do is you're sort of in a way their voice and giving them this boldness and you say what you think and you're like not afraid to set boundaries or have difficult conversations and I think it's it's a really inspiring thing for people it's like they can sort of channel your voice when they have to have difficult conversations
0: Great! I would love nothing more than that to be my purpose in life. Yeah, a vessel, yeah, a vessel of bitchiness. I give, I provide the little bottle of bitchiness that you are lacking.
2: (laughs) I love that. I have another very exciting update. You're Um, pregnant? No, no, not I'm pregnant. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Brad's pregnant. Brad is pregnant. He actually he gave birth to our little Wendell (laughs) Beignet. Oh, Wendell Beignet! I know. So, remember Anna, who wrote in a couple of weeks ago and was having some dental work done, and she was really concerned about the cost. Oh, yeah. And she was also having some shame spirals around all of that stuff. Well, we talked about her GoFundMe here on the show, and as of right now, dear Chelsea listeners have donated $7,260 toward her goal to get her dental work done which is so
0: so exciting.
2: It's so exciting.
0: That's so nice, everybody. That's so nice to be generous and giving to somebody in need. That always comes back. I just had a conversation with one of my relatives about generosity, you know, and how it always comes back. Yes. And how it's so good to exercise generosity and practice it whether you have money or time or whatever, like just not to hold on to things so tightly. And especially when someone is in need and you can help them, it feels so good. Mm -hmm. And especially when you have a lot of people toward a common goal, it's like some people donated a
2: lot, some people donated five bucks and it all goes right toward helping someone out. It's just wonderful. Just a couple of things people have said that were really sweet as well because they can leave comments in the GoFundMe May you continue to ask for what you need without shame or guilt. Smile big. Merry Christmas from a Dear Chelsea listener. Proud of you. Oh. I'm so sorry you're experiencing this medical hardship, but you got this. I briefly had an eating disorder many years ago, so I know how hard this is, but you came out fighting on the other side. I mean, it's, this is what I'm talking about with community that's forming. It's just
0: really exciting. How much money did she need to make? I mean, how much was the cost of everything? Like 35000 Her total is 18,000, and this
2: number is just growing every single day. Since we're talking about it today, we'll pop the link right in the description again. So if anybody wants to donate that forgot to before or wanted to before, it'll be right there in the description. So it's all a very happy holiday.
0: This is great. I'm going to take Bert and Bernice's college tuition, obviously, and just throw <laughs> it towards this woman's dental Excellent. work.
2: That sounds great. That sounds perfect.
0: Both of those two idiots aren't going to get into college,
2: <laughs> just like their mother. You know, not even a state school. No, not even community college. <laughs> you know, I actually went to community college for one semester, and it was those were some of the
0: best classes that I took at any of the three colleges that I went to. So I went to a semester of community college as well, Catherine. Yeah. It was called the County College of Morris in Morristown, uh-huh. New Jersey. And I went and I studied Russian history very ironically. That was what I was interested in. Uh-huh. And I guess that was a foreshadow to what was to come in my life with my Russian sister-in-law. Mhm and
2: you're, you know, railing against Putin and all of these things. I'm actually yeah, well. so not surprised. That's like such an intellectual thing to decide to
0: study. <laughs> well, you know me. I'm, I'm such a, I'm such an intellect. But you are. I mean, you're like always reading. You're always doing your thing. Like yeah. I just read a great book, by the way, that yes. everyone should read called The Great Alone. It's so... Do Have you read that? No. Oh, it's really intense. I mean, it's okay. really about a subject matter that I would never normally be interested in. Mm-hmm. Carla, my assistant, gave it to me on a plane and I read the whole thing. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my God, it was about, well, aloneness and moving to Alaska and like homesteading in Alaska, this wow. couple and family living off the grid and just how dangerous and scary and alone you are in like the end of the world, the last frontier. It's by Kristen Hanna, and she's a very mm-hmm. descriptive writer. And usually that's not my, really my cup of tea. She's like kind of like a female John Steinbeck, you know, when there's lots of descriptive writing and lots yeah. of, there's a lot of authors that do that. And I, and I like to write dialogue. So I'm always like looking for, you know, something more on, on my side of things. But It was, it's beautiful She's a really good writer And she Oh, that's lovely Yeah, it's a big book But it's worth reading The Great Alone Oh, that's wonderful And then I got home last night And I was like, all right I need a new book to start So I picked out some Rudyard Kipling I'm like, I haven't read him Ever, probably Uh Uh-huh And then I read Ted Pages And thought I know why I haven't read this Fuck off (laughs) And then I picked up The Paper Palace, and now I'm 100 pages into that. So, you know. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I'm not reading for homework anymore, I've decided. Not during this winter. Especially when I'm writing a book, I want to read for pleasure.
2: Yeah, I went through a similar thing where I just was like, wait, I think I'm resisting reading right now because every book on my nightstand is like some medical thing or some this or that. And I'm like, I'm just going to read a fun beach read. So I just started The Beautiful Ruins and I'm excited. I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's nice to lose yourself in a book. There's really nothing quite like it. Yeah. Okay. So our guest today is an author, teacher, speaker, and my favorite psychic medium ever. She wrote the book Signs and The Light Between Us. So please welcome Laura Lynn Jackson. So happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. I know you don't love to go. You have a little bit of a travel situation, right? You don't love to leave New York. I know you live in Long Island, but you don't love to go too far away from home, right? No,
3: I actually do like to travel. I just have so much going on. It's hard
0: sometimes, but... Oh, I thought you had some sort of anxiety about like... Oh, no. Like, oh, really? Yeah, no. Oh, well, great. <laughs> I love I'm, it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, let me leave my family for a few well, days. Yeah that's, yeah, that's what <laughs> like, I'm no, do I don't even have a family and I'm ready to leave them. <laughs> but Laura's been integral many times in my life, like when I've been going through a difficult time because I am very open to mediumship and I am very open to psychic abilities. And I really feel that, as we've discussed on this podcast, various times... Times, the more open you are, the more you get to see, you know, mm-hmm. and the more 100%. close-minded you are, the more you miss. And especially when we lose loved ones and that grief is really just not even describable. It is so comforting to believe that those people are not really ever gone. And I really have learned over the course of many years and a lot through our relationship, Laura, that that is so true. And the more you are open to it, the more you feel it, the more the signs you see, and the more comfort you gain. So I think... Laura tell us a little bit just refresh people who aren't familiar with you how you came about to be this person in everybody's lives. Yeah so
3: I didn't you know start out thinking oh hey I'm going to become a psychic medium as my career in life. I was psychic since I was a child. I would see people in colors and I would feel what they were feeling but I just thought that was the way the world worked. I thought we all experienced that. You know and as I got older I quickly realized that's not so true and then I kind of didn't know what to do with my abilities so I I kind of hid them for a while. I was a high school English teacher for almost twenty years and then I would volunteer quietly on the side for a organization called the Forever Family Foundation, helping a lot of parents who had lost children and were in grief. It's a great organization. Everybody should join and membership is free. And then one day I went to hall duty as a teacher and I sat down on my little hall duty desk and I got this huge download from the universe and it was like a seven hour conversation in a millisecond and they told me you're going to be writing a book you're going to become a speaker you're going to go do workshops you're going to and this whole plan in front of me and um, when I get those downloads there's no emotion attached and I'm sure you guys have had that experience Mm. too right it's just this knowing and is it like a voice in your head that comes to you that's such a great question right so it's not like a voice outside of me but it's almost as if i've had this really long conversation it's like an energy language it's an emotional language you know how we all have subtext going on in our own minds like the narratives we tell ourselves and thoughts running through so this these are thoughts that come to you rather than from you. You know, we all have those experiences. I just think because I'm so open and tuned in, I'm really cognizant when I have them where other people might be like, what was that and ignore it. That's why I also say like pay attention to the information you get, to the downloads you get. And what I love too is I always hear Artists and other people talking about getting downloads. It's actually this term we all seem to use for it. So I got my download, and within 24 hours, I had a book agent, and I was going. And remember coming home and telling my husband, "Guess what? (laughs) I'm writing a book, and this is going to happen." And it, it just all unfolded. I don't always get that much clarity for myself because I think that's, you know, cheating. I'm having this human experience too. And it's really important for me to navigate spiritually my own path. But when I do have that knowing, I always honor it. And so that's what led me once my first book came out. I tried to teach and do that, but it got a little overwhelming and I had to make a choice. Did I want to commit to sharing this knowledge with the world and looking at the world as my classroom? Or did I want to go back to teaching high school English, you know, in a four-walled classroom? And I quickly got clarity that this was my highest path which was a little Mm -hmm. scary, but also I think it's so important when we have those moments of choice on our own spiritual journeys, our own life journeys, to challenge ourselves, to to rise, to not make decisions based in fear, but to trust, to trust in the universe, to trust that we are all so loved and so protected and so very guided that we just need to tune in and honor that.
0: Yeah, and that's something that you really imparted with me also on a more recent level because I had filmed my own special this year, my stand-up special, which is the best special I've ever done. The, you know, I've had the most clarity, the most upstanding work ethic for myself, the most commitment I've ever had to my craft doing this, and I was selling the special. I, I just decided to shoot it myself and then sell it myself because I wanted to maintain ownership. And after I, I shot it, there was a lot of interest from a lot of different places, and I, I called Laura and we it was also after I had broken up with Joe so she was kind of giving me guidance on that front as well because I wanted to handle myself with as much grace and dignity as possible and she was crucial in making me (laughs) level up to that she's like this is a soul test I was like fuck not another one she's like you must operate this way I'm like I'll do whatever you say (laughs) anyway I when I was talking to Laura about that about my breakup and about she said let's talk about career stuff there's a lot of exciting things that are about to happen you're about to you know sell the special and I was like well where am I gonna sell it and she's like I see Netflix and I was like at this point I wasn't even in conversation with Netflix because I had interest from three other places Netflix had a full slate of comedy specials they were saying they were closed that they couldn't afford me you know the market had changed blah 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 they weren't even looking for specials so we weren't even giving it to Netflix and I I said uh i don't even think it's going to netflix and she said you're gonna have three offers and you're gonna end up at netflix she hmm. said that about four months ago at the time i had zero offers and i had netflix hadn't even seen it and a couple months went by and there was still there was like a lot of chatter but no firm offer from anyone and i was starting to get very nervous like Wait a second. Where's, where's what does my this mean value for me? in this industry? Yeah. This is my niche and metier. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not getting any of the things that I thought I would get here. Like, I, I thought it would be an easier haul, and it was. it turned into like quite a slog for me mm-hmm. personally, for somebody who's used to getting a little bit more attention or respect for my craft. I was very stressed about it. A couple months went by, and I reached out to Laura again via text, and I said, hey, listen, I I don't have any offers yet, and I'm starting to get nervous that it's not going to happen. And she said, you need to surrender it. This is already done. Mm. Just let it go. You have nothing to worry about. And the next weekend, Netflix saw my special, made me an offer, and then I, I texted her. I go, oh, my God. Netflix just made me an offer and they wanted the special. And she said, But do you have three offers like I told you? And I said, <laughs> Yes, I had three offers, just that like she told me. Crazy. Over the weekend. After she told me to surrender and let it go, I did. I thought, you know what? If I have to distribute it myself, then I'll do it. I had accepted the one thing I didn't really want to have to do. I didn't think that was how I wanted my special to be delivered, and now it is at Netflix. And I and I'm like, oh my god, Laura. <laughs> I'm like, I'm never talking to a therapist again. All I need is my psychic medium and my ast- and my astrologist, Jade Luna, who's also yes. the two of you. If you guys got together, I mean, the world would be over, <laughs> or or we'd begin again. So that's my most recent personal story about Laura. And I also believe that because of the length and duration of our relationship, I am more aligned now to the universe and to things that are working in your favor. Like the idea that, you know, what's not meant for you will not pass you. Mm. I have more of an attitude that you don't have to push so hard to make things happen it's about trusting that the things will happen,
4: you know? Mm-hmm. And I
0: think that's a big lesson for all of us, not to push so hard and try to fit a circle into a square. Just understand that your circle's gonna fit into some patchwork. And you just have to really trust, especially when you have the work to back it up.
3: Mm-hmm. 100%, and you know, you said something so important there, and I, and I think you're giving away some of your power you know to me and it's not it's not the case this was going to happen for you no matter what i just for some reason i can really tune into your energy and read you really well but the thing for you i think it was a timeline of the moment you surrendered that then it would rush in because that was the soul challenge that was where the growth was taking place for you was trusting in that trusting that your love protected that you are of incredible value here i mean you're a light worker through and through And I don't know that you see that as fully about yourself as I do, because I'm always reading energy and seeing energy, but just what you bring to people, like you shift people's energy Mm -hmm. in profound Mm -hmm. ways, like laughter and joy and helping people laugh at themselves, laugh at the world, see things in a different way, you are reaching so many people that you can't even possibly fathom. You know, one day when you cross and you do your life review, you'll be like, whoa. But for now, you're just going to have to have a sense of that. But I think when you surrendered it and you're like, "Okay, universe, I'm letting go. And if I need to do it this way, if that's the vehicle, I'll do it. And then... It swooped right in. But I think it was a timeline of the moment you surrendered that was going to happen. I think so many of us hold on to what we think is best for us. But the thing is, the universe always dreams bigger. And there's always a plan. Mm. And our role is to just surrender it and go along for that ride and be open.
0: I guess the thing that always stumps me about that is... There seem to be people that are so stuck that you run into a daily that are miserable or negative or not willing to evolve or, or look within or grow. And like when we talk about what we're talking about, and since everyone has a purpose because we don't want to diminish anyone's existence... But what are the purposes of those people, like the people that aren't growing or, or the people that don't, you know, have a gay son and change their complete outlook about having a gay child or and they don't open their hearts. Instead, they remain closed. Like, how do you view those types of people in our lives? So it's that's such a great
3: question, I think we're all here on Earth. Earth is a school, and we're having this collective lesson in love, so you can never look at your own life in terms of, am I a success or failure based on what I can see and what I know of my life? Because you have to understand, like, we're profoundly affecting each other in ways that we can't see, right? So I think it's our responsibility as individuals to find the gifts we came here with, to find our light, right, to honor them and to share it with others and to trust in that process. People sometimes get stuck in their soul tests and their soul lessons. And I don't just mean for this lifetime. Sometimes it goes on for many lifetimes. So if somebody is not growing, it's that they're spiritually stuck in a cycle. That can change at any moment in mm. profound ways. And I think also sometimes, you know, we we affect others journeys and others' paths in ways that we don't understand. So maybe somebody who's really grumpy and is stuck in like a certain soul path, their one key thing for that year is to be in a certain place at a certain time, to be a jerk to somebody else so that that person doesn't leave and go down the street where something would have happened, right? It kind Mm. of like confuses it or ties them up. Like we never fully understand.
0: Or somebody can be such a jerk to you that you promise to yourself you'll never treat another that way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's a
3: huge point. So what you're really talking about is energy exchange, right? And and when we get down to it, thoughts are energy and they matter more than we can even begin to fathom, right? Mm-hmm. But when we have our own thoughts, if we're negative, we throw that negative energy at somebody else. When you receive that, you have a choice. Are so you going to volley it back or are you going to let it release from yourself disengage from it right not be reactive i think that is our each of our own personal like soul tests on a daily basis to not be reactive to other people's negativity Mm -hmm. i think it's really amazing if somebody is rude to you if you can actually generally be kind nice and nice back to them you know sometimes it will switch their whole energy but even if it doesn't you haven't absorbed that into your own energy then
0: right and that's the key is to not absorb other people's energy if it's negative yeah right yeah because if it's positive you do want to oh drink it
3: in drink it in right <laughs> but I think we're all
0: teachers to each
3: other too right so in some people's lessons go a really long time you know like you're talking about let's say there's a parent with a child who's gay and instead of like you know opening their belief system and their heart and being loving they they stay stuck in a very fearful negative space right well maybe that's going to take some time and other people are involved in helping them evolve and shift and change like we all matter to each other so profoundly
0: yeah it's it's hard you know there was this thing on instagram the other day that was showing The droves of people that cross through Times Square every day, and and it was from this, like, 30,000 foot perspective, and it's just a bunch of ants marching, right? Like, going through, and I remember my brother and I were once having a conversation, a philosophical conversation about reincarnation, and he's like, Chelsea, please, we're just a bunch of ants marching on this planet. There's billions of people, there's no rhyme or reason, this is just evolution, and there's nothing mystical or magical about it. And so, when I talk to someone like you, you know, I I do feel more open-minded about the idea of reincarnation, the idea, but there is a magical element or component that goes along with it that makes me go, well, I don't know. Do I believe in reincarnation? Do, you know, the mysticism of all of it. Well, why
2: can't it be both, right? Yes, there's now 8 billion of us here on this planet, and we're kind of all ants marching around. But I think our energy does profoundly affect I mean, if Brad and I had had an argument before you both came into this room, Mm -hmm. even if you didn't have the abilities that you had, you would feel it. Yeah. You know, it's true when they say you can cut it with a knife.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. And so what's really interesting too about what you're bringing up is like the woo-woo factor is what I'm going to call it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I was raised by teachers. I'm very academic by nature. And the way I approached my abilities was really with a really huge amount of skepticism. Mm -hmm. It's one of the reasons that I got tested by scientists. I've gotten tested by different organizations before I volunteered because I needed to make sure this was legitimate. Mm -hmm. And while I might not understand all the components and how it works, what I do know is that It is 100% real. So one of the things that I'm very involved with is I work with a lot of scientists when it comes to doing research on my brain to figure out what my brain looks like when I'm in normal talking mode right now versus reading mode, right? But it's also led me to research so many other topics, including past lives and reincarnation. You know, it's, it's interesting because I think my worldview, my spiritual view, it sounds so magical and fairy tale like, right? Don't worry. You're loved and protected by the other side. Anybody you love is still with you and guiding you. You know, you come back in the same soul groups, you will be reunited. It sounds like a fairy tale. And I get that, but it doesn't mean it's not true. <laughs> so if you start looking at some of the research that's out there, take a look at University of Virginia. Take a look at Jim Tucker, who's a research scientist there, what he is researching about past life recall in children. Take a look at what's coming mm-hmm. out of UVA there, their lab, in terms of psychic abilities and mm. so forth. There's another institute called the Rhine, which has been doing research since the 1930s. It was founded in 1930s by J.B. Rhyme and linked with Duke University. There's amazing research coming out of that. Princeton had a lab. You know, the problem is the researchers that are doing this really valid research that's proving so much about energy, interconnection, past lives, our souls, all of that. It's very dismissed by the academic community because people are almost like embarrassed to admit that they're interested in it. They want to have conversations about it, but not on paper, so mm-hmm, to speak. Mm-hmm. But it's fascinating. And I'm saying, like, don't just believe me, go do this research. It's really, it's really very valid and very fascinating.
0: And how does this impact you with your kids? Can I ask you, like, when, you oh. know, when your kids bring around a friend or a boyfriend or something, I mean, you're able to read energy pretty quickly. Yeah. So if you do get <laughs> the bad vibe, how do you, do you act on that? Do you share that or do you just kind of,
3: Okay, so... (laughs) It's it's kind of very, like, a loaded story with this. Like, when they were little, I used to, like, really tune in, and I'd know when they had tests or what they got on their tests or (laughs) when they were lying, and they got really, you know, my my oldest daughter, who's now 22, she started getting really pissed off at me around, like, age 14. She's like, Mom, get out of my energy. Like, ah. She's so (laughs) mad at me, and she found a way to somewhat block me. Oh. Where the Mm. other side would only give me, like, SOS warnings. If something was really going off the tracks, I'd be like, okay, I got this download for you. Let's talk." About this, But I will tell you right now, doesn't even matter that she had a psychic medium mom and I'd be like, here's what's going to happen. This guy's not good. But she just like wanted to learn the hard way and did it her way. And the thing is, the other side would show me what was coming for her, too. So, you know, we'd all be prepared. We knew what was about to happen. Did it make navigating those moments as a family easier? I guess in the sense of understanding that there are lessons and there's a plan and everybody has free will and I needed to respect her boundaries and her energy in that sense, right? So that was very helpful. But does it make like the day-to-day stuff easier when you're navigating difficult situations? No. But in terms of reading like energy of their friends constantly, you know, I'll pick up, I'll do carpool and the person will get out and I'll give like, oh, that person was like all about their energy. And, And my kids are very psychic too. So I think our dinner conversations are probably not very normal but they're normal <laughs> to us. But yeah, everybody has energy and you don't need to be a psychic medium to tune into that. It's just most people don't pay attention to it. But Take Like when you meet somebody new, see if they just feel neutral. See if you feel like really pulled to them like a magnet or see if you have what I call an allergic reaction, which is less about judgment, but just more like not mm-hmm. my cup of tea thing. Mm-hmm. And then honor whatever you're feeling. But yeah, the more you open energy and you start sensing and feeling it, it's really a helpful tool to help you navigate, you know, life in the world.
0: And when you say the other side, you're talking about like your spirit guides, yeah, so when I talk about the other side, I always see it like there's this three
3: part kind of team of light that each and every one of us has. Like every single person here even is. Even Putin. Even Putin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, even Putin. By the way, he
0: fell down the stairs, apparently, the other day and shat his pants. So wow. there's something to be excited Great. about. Good. <laughs> Side note. Continue.
3: So we all have it, right? Whether or not we're accessing and using it is a whole nother thing. So Putin's totally not accessing and using mm-hmm. his team of light. Let's just put it there. He's using a team of darkness. <laughs> we have God energy, right? Which I see as this force of just love and light that we're all part of and we're all connected through, right? And We can call upon those cords of connection and light at any time for guidance and to, like, be led into our highest path. And then here's the woo-woo part. I get that this sounds woo-woo, but we all have what I call spirit guides. So throughout time and history, different religions have called them guardian angels and so forth. To me, they're just like very advanced spiritual beings who are not here in our physical life. We haven't known them, right? But before our souls came to earth, we contracted with them to be our teachers and our mentors and to guide us. And some people are very aware of their guides. Like you'll talk to them be like, oh, here's what my guides look like and these are their names. And other people, People just have this kind of sense of feeling protection or energy or guidance or being nudged sometimes or and those are your spirit guides most people have between 1 and 3 but sometimes people have a crazy number or you know it, it's interesting and then we the third part of our team of light is anybody we love who's crossed including pets right it's that loving connecting energy those people will always be rooting for us, will Mm. always be trying to also guide us and help us on our highest path. They're there for the joyful moments. They're there for our sad moments. They're there for everything. You know, sometimes like silly little things, like minutiae things, like picking out what carpet you want or whatever that might be. But I feel like opening to that and feeling that presence and that guidance can completely transform lives. You know, because feeling that love and that connection and understanding that each and every one of us is more loved and more valued than we can even imagine.
0: Mm, Yeah, it's helpful to think of it in that way rather than thinking of it as, a god you Mm -hmm. know it is the universe in and of itself and the people that are spirit guides the people that have crossed over like i always think of my mother and brother when i'm in a tough spot or a happy spot like i'm always like Mm -hmm. okay but I, i i i have failed to neglect that there it's not just those two there's other people around that are also part of it and i just look at it as like oh, there's somebody watching me. Like when I was, I remember I was dating this guy when I was like in my 20s and I said, I just always want to do the right thing even when no one's looking because I believe someone is watching me. And he's like, (laughs) but why not just do the right thing even whether or not someone's watching you or not? I'm like, because somebody's watching and I want to make sure that I fucking get credit for doing the right thing, asshole. Points. (laughs) Points. <laughs> anyway, Catherine, do you want to ask Laura a question? any questions about yourself before we open it up to other people?
2: Oh, my goodness. I mean, we should give you a little <laughs> and special. And I love your energy already, Catherine. I know. She's got I'm the best so energy. Glad. I'm so glad. I mean, honestly, everything you were saying, I'm like, I felt like my career at least very much changed around the same time that I consciously shifted my energy to being like, I'm going to let go and, and let good things happen. But also, my grandmother died around the same time. And I remember sort of having this like mental conversation with her about like, okay, I've been throwing a lot of stuff at the wall and trying to see what sticks and nothing sticking. Like anything you can do up there, to like help me get to the next stage of my life career wise. And that was when things started to shift. And especially during that time that year, I just felt her presence so much. And it was like, I would talk to her, yes. you know, like she was just right there being like, I got you. But I think, ooh, so I do have a question. So we have a work opportunity, and we're sort of in a position where, you know, we're not sure if it's a good fit or not. And I talked to my therapist about it. She's like, I don't think there's a wrong answer here. I think if it's a yes, it's a good decision for you. I think if it's a no, it's a good decision for you. But when you have those opportunities that are really 50-50, could be a yes, could be a no, how do you make that decision?
3: This is such a great question. First, let me just touch base about the beautiful things you said about the guidance from your grandmother. And it just reminded me to share with people that it's so important for us to ask for help. It's like there seems to be some rule where if we invite them, they can help more, right? Mm -hmm. And we have this team of light at our disposal. Like, let's call upon that and use it. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely feel your grandmother was helping so much with all of that. Now, have you... Asked your grandmother for a sign or for guidance on what your highest path is to go with
2: this person or not? That's that's actually really interesting that you use that specific language because my dad and I, I'm going to get choked up, my dad and I have been talking a lot about, and this is my dad's mother, we've been talking a lot about what's your highest and best use. And so that's something that's been very, very in my mind lately. So when you just said that, it's like, what's what's the purpose, what's the highest and best use? That hits the nail on the head. But, you know, I'm not sure if this fits into my highest and best use. I think it could be a fun job. I think it could be a good job. But also... I don't know if it fits exactly in that niche of like, this is my highest and best use.
3: See, this is what I'm going to say. I'm I'm going to tune in and I'm going to share information with you. But what I love for people to do is to know that they never, ever, ever need a psychic medium. I'm mm-hmm. there for reassurance and I'm there to, to step in and be like, look, this is there for you already, right? But to mm-hmm. tune into it yourself and understand that. Because I think even things that feel 50-50 It's not 50-50. It's Mm -hmm. 51-49. And you just have to get really, really quiet within yourself. And then you have to split it into two different categories. Mm -hmm. Logically, what your little monkey mind would say is the highest or best path versus Mm -hmm. intuitively what your soul is whispering. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to get really quiet to hear that. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that said, what I'm feeling for you is that this opportunity is showing up for an absolute reason because it's making you test your own kind of sense of yourself and where you want to steer the ship of your spiritual journey right now. I don't think it would be a bad thing. It's interesting because I keep feeling like there's almost a little soul test about boundaries for you (laughs) and establishing what you want. So I'm going to say, if you say yes to this, be prepared to have your boundaries tested and you're gonna have to say three times, no, 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 or this is what I want, that's what I want, that's what I want, because it's gonna keep hitting you. So you're learning this really, you're mastering a soul, challenge there right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or you could be like not in the mood for that test right now circle back to me in two or three years because whatever tests are there for you whatever growth is there for you it's not going to disappear you know our our team of light will be like okay hey no problem we'll circle back to you with that and I've done that before in my life I've been like oof I'm not ready for that come back in a year or two and it will. Mm-hmm. So it's really up to you. I also feel like there's a whole nother almost like emotional, personal, like family focus going on as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like your team alike going, which one do you want to explore right now? What would you take your beautiful light energy and spend it on? Do you mm-hmm. want to master this test or do you want to devote your time and your light energy to this right now? And in that sense, there's not a right or wrong answer because it's your free will choice. You have to get quiet within yourself and decide which which one's pulling at you a little harder. That's but I have answer. a question.
0: If she is say she does take on this opportunity and that that this opportunity presents the opportunity to set boundaries and say no no no. Is that a necessary exercise that she nece- that she has to go through? Isn't that something that might just cause more problems and maybe ca- chaos is an overstatement, but like I will
2: say the language that you use that you just repeated is literally the exact conversations we've been having yeah. of like this would be a good opportunity for me to like exercise those skills and like build those mm. muscles and sort of be working in this, in this space of like some personal things that I've learned. <laughs> Boundaries <laughs> is a big one, but just like these things that I've been working on so much in therapy where like, I feel like I've been able to say like, okay, here's where my energy starts and stops and whatever somebody else is feeling or thinking, if I haven't done something terrible to them, obviously, That's their stuff, you know? Mm, And so it truly, it was like the, the big question is, this could be an opportunity for me to strengthen those muscles. So literally exactly what you said. I'm like, that's the conversation we had yesterday very specifically.
3: For what it's worth, I think you'd rock it. I think you'd pass it with flying colors. It's just gonna be a little annoying for a while, you know. Like I did, you have to get this at three times, like, and then you be like, okay, yeah. that lesson's yeah. done now, or it's it's learned, you know. Yeah. But you know, it's kind of like if if I was like, hey, I'm gonna, I really want to train to run a five k, and then I'm like, do I want to do it now, or do I just want to sit on the couch for another year? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like it's gonna wait for you, that lesson, and I don't feel like it's gonna be very challenging for you. I actually feel like you're gonna feel really empowered as you own your own light energy, because let's get down to it, the relationship we have with ourself is the most important one Mm -hmm. we ever have, Mm -hmm. right? So it's about, honoring your light, by respecting your boundaries, by using yeah. your voice, by spending your energy in beautiful ways that honor your highest path, right? So if that's feeling right for you and you want to take that challenge on now, you'll You'll rock it. You'll ace it. No worries. Awesome. So I'll just tell you now, like short, long and short of it, it's a win-win either way. No <laughs> worries. Great. Good answer. Yeah.
2: Excellent. Well, on that note, should we take a little break and get to some callers? Okay. We're
0: going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. So go to books.com and use promo code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code CHELSEA. needed most. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at the checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply. Valid through July 31st. We all know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. I know that if I don't sleep for eight hours a night, I am not a sharp. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses, plus two free pillows. Go to Lisa.com forward slash Chelsea for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. There's a lot
5: happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time.
0: <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> well, our first question comes from Chloe. She says, Dear Chelsea, it's starting to feel like I'm financially cursed with unemployment. I've applied to well over 150 jobs and have only gotten one. Unfortunately, the job I scored is a part time freelance gig that doesn't pay well. I have a decent resume, or so I thought. I've done college, internships, volunteering, the works. Why won't anyone hire me? Do I suck that bad? Am I delusional? What the hell is wrong here? I need an honest opinion. Background, I'm a 30-year-old chick living in LA County. I have a car, a computer, and a website with my work. I have a BA in psychology and studio art and an MFA in creative writing. Graphic design is my passion. Jobs I've been applying to include graphic design, copywriting, copy editing, and editorial. I'm a phenomenal employee and I love to work. Sincerely, Chloe. Okay.
0: Hi, Chloe. Hi, sorry, I'm in my car. <laughs> Hi, this is our special guest today, Laura Lynn Jackson. Hi. Hi, Chloe, how are you? I'm good, I just zoomed out on my stupid minimum wage job for lunch to do this, so I'm really excited to see you guys. Oh my God, okay, so tell us about you. What's your problem? You can't find a job that you like or you can't get hired? I cannot get hired and I don't know I just don't know what
4: I'm doing wrong. I have a portfolio of co- all copywriting stuff and graphic design. I've gone to grad school. I've I went to internships, I volunteered. I feel like on paper I've checked like every box, but for some weird reason I just cannot catch a break.
0: I've applied to way more than 100 jobs, like way more. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. And do you think it's something that's happening during the interview process? Maybe I do have bad anxiety, but I've I've been
4: prescribed anxiety meds, so I feel like that's not a good excuse. But that has been a problem before in the past.
0: Yeah, well, maybe that is part of the problem. I'm sure it's not the whole problem. I mean, we're in a very difficult time in this country right now. Even though everybody needs a job, nobody wants to work. So there's like this weird crossover of people who are trying to work and people who are actively trying to never work again. (laughs) Service is all—it's just such a hot mess right now. So, I mean, I think that probably permeates in all aspects of society. But, Laura, can you take a look at her energy and tell us what you see? Laura's a psychic medium. Oh, my gosh, that's so cool. yeah yeah so she's i've known her for years she is the real deal so i'm gonna have her help you take a look at yourself and see what she sees is
3: that okay chloe do you have permission to kind of dive into your energy a little bit yes absolutely i mean i'm kind of schwitzing right now so my aura may be a little
4: no your aura is good you you have
3: a no 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 you have a your core aura is blue which means you're here really as a teacher and a healer energy for others there's such kindness in your heart oh Yeah. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is harnessing your energy, your light energy, and creating a blueprint for what your highest dream is in terms of a career. What I'm feeling for you energetically, it's like if we had all this energy and we just started giving it out to everybody, right, a little bit here and there, you're spending your energy, but you're not directing it. So have you ever sat down with pen and paper, or you could do this like on the computer or your phone, and written out your dream job, what you would want? where it would be, what your job duties would be, what it would be doing for you energetically, what your salary would be. Have you done that yet?
4: No, I haven't, but that sounds really fun.
3: Okay, so what's going on with your energy is you're just scattering it. You're not valuing your own worth. You're saying, oh my gosh, I'm coming from this place of fear and desperation. Give me anything, just anything. Totally. And you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. You need to decide for yourself what your vision is, For your path going forward. If anything, you know, no holds barred, you could achieve anything you want and get whatever job you wanted right now. What would that be? Can you just describe it to me a little? Like what energy would you want to be feeling when you worked? What would your job duties be? How close would you want it to be? And you don't have to say it out loud, but like what salary would you want? What benefits would you want? These are all things you need to focus on. So what do you okay. feel like your light gifts are? Like, what would you want to explore in your career that you're doing if you could do anything you wanted?
5: Well, in a
4: weird way, I already have my dream job, but it just doesn't pay. <laughs> um, my, my totally like ultimate dream would be to be a fashion editor for a magazine. And I do that with this little magazine. It's called Mared magazine, like shit in French. <laughs> <laughs> And it's kind of satirical, but we try to uplift marginalized designers and showcase small voices like that in the fashion industry. So that really is my dream, editing stuff, art directing, doing a little graphic design here, a little writing, but it's just such a small thing. There's really no budget. So I just work there for free, like for passion. But if that could pay my bills, that really would be my dream job, editor at a magazine. That's really, really
3: wonderful. And I think knowing that about yourself is key. And what you can kind of program to the universe is like, this is my goal, this is what I want. The thing is, money is really about energy. Right. And so working for free because you're passionate about it, I get that, too. That's like volunteering your energy. But I would say you need to have a conversation where, with the universe where you now say, I love doing this, but now I need this to be able to bring money in for me to continue it. Right. I would leave okay. that running in the background. And I would almost say, like, what else would there be that would allow you to have enough time and energy to do your passion project, allow that to kind of build into something greater collaborate with the universe by saying, like, lead me to where I'm supposed to go so that I can continue to do what I'm passionate about. But in the meantime, show me where I'm supposed to be to bring the finances in, to bring the money in. Because I think, too, one of the things when we're not working, right, when we, we're out of work or we can't find a job, what I tap into is that feeling of where is my worth, feeling kind of desperate Completely. and a little bit hopeless. Now, that energy stream is going to lead you down the drain, right? We have to embrace that we are worthy. We are light filled and we have purpose. We have to honor our passions. We have to trust in our path, right? But it's also having a conversation with the universe saying, okay, bring something to me for right now to help me get through this and kind of rebuild my light energy. So the number one homework assignment for you is to sit down and to write out I would have two columns. One is about what you're passionate about with fashion and everything you want to do with that and how you'd like that to evolve. And the other is the right now. What right now job could you get so that you'd be bringing in money, you can still do what you're passionate about and allow that to unfold over time and be built into a career, right? What would the parameters be and what would you want to do? Because then you're directing your energy in a very clear way. And I want you to embrace that as if it's already happened. You've already gotten the job. You're already going to be Mm. making the money. Because the energy you bring to it, and especially when we get into manifesting, which is really just directing energy and thoughts and collaborating with the universe, you have to feel it. You can't be in a state of wishing or hoping or waiting, right? You have to be like, this is going to happen for me, and I'm so excited about it. So getting into that joyful space. Personally, for you, I see a seven-month journey going on, but I think in about three months, you're going to – something good's going to come in. Like there's going to be a job that comes in. And I think you're going to take that. And I think then from months three to seven, so we're in – three months from now, we're in December, January. So like March and then – July will be important for you in terms of getting something and then like the universe almost offering you something else or asking you another question at the seven month mark. So this is coming for you no matter what. It's like if you were waiting for a plane to arrive and you're in the waiting room, are you going to stress and be anxious the whole time and pace back and forth? Or are you going to go find like a really good book or do something creative and fill that space in another way? So I think what I'm trying to say to you is for the next three months, this will happen. Build that confidence, like trust in the universe, own your light, celebrate yourself, do things daily that you say to yourself, I'm really proud of who I am in the world. And I really, really honor like the gifts I came here with and my light. And I'm so excited for the universe to guide me in my, on my highest path into whatever job I'm meant to be doing and really feel that and repeat that to yourself because you okay. are so worthy. And you're such a gift to this world. We, each one of us comes programmed with our own like, incredible light and gifts and talents, right? Just trusting in that and knowing knowing that about yourself.
4: Okay, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Just shifting that in my mind, thinking it's already coming and just focus on not being such a tightly wound ball of desperation yes Mm -hmm. I know I've heard people say a rejection can be a redirection but I I got so many rejections that it kind of had me spinning like yes okay I got rejected for graphic design maybe I'll pivot to copywriting and then it just kind of got me in this identity crisis Mm -hmm. and so what you're telling me to do is return to myself stop spinning my wheels and like being in this chaotic state and focus on what I really want instead of what I can be given or something a hundred percent. And I love what you said about rejection, because
3: that in and of itself is a soul test you've been faced with and you've been challenged with. So to get through rejection without feeling destroyed by it or less than because of it to realize, wow, maybe this is redirection or trusting what you said before, Chelsea, that whatever's meant for you is going to find you. Right. And trusting that the universe is going to dream bigger for you, that you might have this small kind of myopic view of what you think you want. But rejection is redirecting you into something greater. You know, so I love that you brought that up. And
0: also yeah. to remember the, excuse my voice, but to remember that the test of being rejected, if you react to it the same way each time, then it's going to come around again until you have a different reaction. That's so true, Chelsea. So, once you have the different reaction to being rejected and you do surrender it because your bigger trust is in the universe and what it has in store for you, I believe the sooner that those things will come to you. And then you can stop learning the lesson of rejection because you've. You've nailed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So don't let sense. that bring you down. Every rejection is bringing you closer to the acceptance that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I can vouch for all of this. When I
2: made the switch to podcasting, I had been doing podcasting on my own, like you, for free, like my passion projects. And I had been putting out resume after resume in the marketing space because that's what I like came up doing. And I couldn't even get a call back, like nothing. I did all the like keywords in your resume and all these different things. I did everything right. Could not get a call back. The second I was like, well, fuck this. That's not what I want to work in anyway. I want to work in podcasting. And I put out a podcasting resume. Within two weeks, I got a call for like my first paid job in podcasting. And it was awesome.
0: Wow. So this stuff works. Yeah. 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 And uh, just by looking at you, I'm not a psychic or a medium, but I can tell how wonderful and loving and you have light all around you. So just remember that. Okay. Remember that you have so much to offer. Yes.
2: And Chloe, would you be okay if we share your website on the show? Oh my gosh. Yes, please. Okay. Her website is in the show notes. So take a look at the description
0: and she's great. Hire her. Great. Awesome.
4: <laughs> Thank you so much. This was amazing. Thanks, you guys, all three of you are amazing. Thank awesome. you. you All four of us,
2: girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a Thanks, great day. Chloe. You Let too. us know what happens in March and July. Okay. I definitely will check back. Okay. Bye. Oh, she's great. I know. I was like, I ha- I, we, we got to have her on.
3: That's amazing. With
2: Laura specifically.
0: I know. How would I have answered that question if Laura hadn't <laughs> been here? Wait a minute. Like, you oh. were
3: amazing. That was like the most masterful answer. Like That's exactly so right. The... It's oh. about like once you master that lesson of getting rejected, mm-hmm. that's when it frees up.
0: The rejection. You're so smart with this. The rejection. Well, I learned it from you. The rejection lesson is the biggest lesson that people have the hardest time learning because it is such a childlike feeling. Your reaction to rejection, right? It's just never grows
2: up. And it's so easy to internalize it. You're like, well, this means something's wrong with me. And it's like, no, no,
0: no. Maybe you just need to change direction. Yeah, or when people say, oh, don't take it personally. It's like, fuck you. It's personal. (laughs) Yes. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. So go to books.com and use promo code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code CHELSEA. We all know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. I know that if I don't sleep for eight hours a night, I am not as sharp Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses, plus two free pillows. Go to Lisa.com forward slash Chelsea for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. There's
5: a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time.
2: Well, our next question comes from Corey. He is 29, and he says, Dear Chelsea, I would love some advice on this guy I'm dating. We've been seeing each other for about a month. We've spent lots of time together. He's met a few of my friends, and we both feel like this has the potential to be serious. Here's the hurdle I'm facing. He moved to the U.S. several months ago and is working on getting citizenship. The paths available to him will either force his visa to expire or require him to go to his home country and reapply. The problem is he's from Kenya, he's gay, and homosexuality is criminalized there, so that's not a safe option. I've been helping research and provide resources, even connecting him with a friend, with a company, in his line of work that might sponsor him. But the only option that can provide him help in a timely manner is marriage. He brought it up as an option, but was adamant that me saying no does not affect us dating. He can find another way if necessary and wants to pursue whatever we end up being. The thing is, I'm considering doing it. I'm not precious about marriage. Worst case, we can divorce within a couple years and it won't affect his immigration. And I can get some additional financial security in the form of a dowry, which is common in his culture. Best case, we stay together for a long time. I really care about this guy, and he seems to feel the same way. I feel pretty grounded as I'm considering this option, but there's still that fear that maybe I've got some rose-colored glasses on. What advice do you have for this wacky scenario? I'd love to hear some new perspectives. Thanks, Corey.
1: Hi, Corey. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Catherine.
0: And Hi. we have Laura Lynn Jackson here, who's a psychic medium. She's here today as our special guest.
1: Hi, Laura. It's awesome to meet you. Meet Hi, all of you. Corey. It's so yeah. nice to meet
0: you. Okay, so you've been you've been dating a Kenyan guy for 1 month.
1: Yeah, a little over a month at this point. Uh Uh-huh.
0: And and if you were to get married to him, and it's great that you're not precious about getting married. I am also not. Like, if I could do somebody a favor, I would would be more likely to do it if we weren't romantically involved than if we were, because (laughs) that way it's understood in the beginning. And the only concern I would have for you is I don't want you to get, you know, duped into something or have expectations of a relationship that may not work out and, you know, may... and, And I think if you go into it for the right reasons, knowing that this could go either way and that you're just basically trying to help somebody. But I think there also has to be a real like groundwork of laying the foundation for the parameters of that relationship before you enter into it, right?
1: Yeah, and we've talked about that a little bit because when it was first brought up, like he hasn't pressured me at all, which I appreciate. And it was very much like, if we don't do it, we're still going to date. It's not going to affect anything. But I was asking questions like, what happens then if we move in together, which we probably would, and like what that would look like any sort of specific boundaries and we kind of just thought about just dating as if we're new boyfriends instead of pretending we're doing this whole like marriage thing like be married in paperwork but then kind of everything else just be like a relationship
0: okay well i'm gonna have laura take a look at you and see what she sees about this situation Ooh. okay a couple things.
3: First of all, I keep seeing him go back and then return to the US in three months. So even though you're saying, oh hey, this is the only path and this that's not what I'm seeing. So what kind of scenario would it be where he would go back and then return within a three month period, but be here for a long time after that?
1: Yeah, it's certainly not the only path. We've talked about a couple things. The biggest issue with him going back to Kenya is that there being gay is illegal and he risks potentially being thrown in jail. But a big thing too is just any other path forward, like if he gets sponsored for citizenship or even applies for asylum, it takes years to get to the point where he's legally able to work or get citizenship. And that's kinda why the marriage is potentially an option just because everything else takes so long.
3: So is there any scenario where he would go back, reapply for a visa and be back here in three months? I don't know why I keep seeing this.
1: Um, It's a possibility. I don't know if it would be three months. His current visa expires in February. That's about three months. But I don't know how long, if he went back to Kenya and reapplied, I have no idea how long that would take.
0: If his visa expires in three months, then what happens? He doesn't have to go back to Kenya to reestablish it? He could do that from here?
1: It depends. So once his visa expires, if he doesn't have an approved sponsorship through employment or, or any other way, or like if he did asylum, the processing times for those take longer than three months Uh, so he would end up being in here in the country illegally basically i see Mm mm-hmm
3: Okay. It's interesting because I feel like you're, there are two different paths we're looking at here. One is like the logical practical path. And then the other is the spiritual emotional path. Right. So when I look at his energy too, he feels like he feels very gentle. Like he has a very open heart. I feel like this scenario could sound shady if you will. But when I look at his energy, I don't feel like he's shady. I'm going to say that. I feel like he's just very loving. That said, you know, even if you were to get married on paper, that's, That's like a logical paper type of thing, the spiritual and emotional journey for you two, it's going to make it more challenging. I'm just going to be honest in that sense, because it's like putting, totally. putting the cart before the horse. But mm. it would make a really great movie.
0: You know, <laughs> like these two people get
3: married, and then we see what happens, and then like the real romance happens and all that. But that said, I keep getting the sense that the way this is being presented, and I do not know much about immigration law and visas and how this works, so I'm just going on my downloads. What you keep saying, I feel like there's a third option like we're creating a false scenario like it's either this or that Like, mm. but there's there's a middle ground where it's like you don't have to get married I don't know if it's that you get engaged and he comes back or what that is but I feel like it doesn't have to be that extreme so to speak if you wanted to do because of logical reasons for him get married what I would say to you is I see a lot of other background paperwork that you would need to do to inform yourself for the legalities of that for what that would mean about I don't know like if you have like a work environment and your, your salary, your benefits, like there's a whole lot more involved is what I'm seeing. But I really feel like there's this third path where it's like he goes there and comes back but we haven't forced a marriage quite yet. You know, I do like your energy together, but I think that there is like an eight month path ahead of the two of you where you won't really have a sense of each other or really understand like, is this what I want for myself and or can we work around these little obstacles for eight months. So it's gonna take another eight months for you to look at each other and be like, Okay, now we have to either sign the spiritual agreement, we're gonna be together, or we've learned enough and we wanna stay friends or go our separate ways. So if you get married now, right, eight months from now, you're still gonna have that same scenario and you You just need to be energetically emotionally spiritually prepared for that
1: yeah that makes sense because i've i've researched all the stuff all the different paths to legality and the biggest issue is just the fact that everything takes so much time and he could go back that is a possibility but i'm not entirely clear on how that would all work either i'd have to research that more
0: yeah
3: i do think there's a third path and it's like less intense than marriage but it is it is maybe like a connection with you or maybe an engagement or something like that did you guys just Mm -hmm. meet totally like on your own, like nobody introduced you?
1: Yeah, we met on a dating app. We started dating and like, he's met a couple of my friends and they all really like him. He's even told, you know, a couple of my friends how much he likes me. So like, I don't feel like, like what you said, I don't think it's shady at all.
3: It's not, I mean, it sounds like it should be right, but the energy around it is oddly
6: not.
1: And like, he has not been pressuring and I've been seeing what he's been doing to get citizenship outside of the potential of getting married he's gotten like his cna license because he works in the medical field and he's been like doing all these like classes and stuff so that when he can start working he can immediately jump right into it and get a job so like i'm seeing him do all this other stuff
0: maybe one of those other things will pan out into a pathway of citizenship right one of these jobs is that a possibility
1: the biggest issue with that is that the paperwork takes so long He could get sponsored for employment, Uh. but that takes like up to a year Mm -hmm. for anything to actually come of it.
2: Well, I mean, maybe it's like he goes back after the you know, when his visa is about to expire. And then you guys do the visa process, the 90 day thing that we all love on television. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm so glad you said he's not shady because my immediate thought is like, You know, the one thing to be careful about is you're responsible for anything he does. So if he runs up, you know, $50,000 of credit card debt, like that falls to you if you guys are legally Mm -hmm. connected there. Yeah. But I like that you said he's not. Totally. So. I mean, it sounds Hopefully like it good. should be shady, but it's oddly
3: right. not. So I'm actually really surprised
0: when <laughs> I Yeah, I, I mean, everybody like wants end. to become a citizen of the United right? States isn't shady. I mean, it's just a natural, uh, you know, it's a natural thing to want to do when you live in a country that denounces gay people, even yeah. though yes. we, we also yeah. live in one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's separate, separate issues. But I, yeah, I, I think what Laura said is great. You know, maybe there is just keep researching and do all of that kind of research you can to see what the other avenues are because there are so many things that none of us know about until we dive deep into a topic.
1: Yeah, totally. And I've done a lot of research already, which is partially why I'm even considering it just because everything that I've looked at takes so long and so complicated just to get like the bare minimum for immigrants in the country. It's really quite ridiculous. But uh, he's chat with an immigration lawyer and is working on that. So there's definitely more research that needs to be done, I think.
0: Well, and it's also great that you're open-minded to this, you know? Yeah. I also feel like there's
3: great bravery in him that he came here. And I also feel like being the psychic medium, I don't try to read mediumistically, but sometimes it leads through there's like a i think a grandmother figure for him on the other side who's very much watching over and protecting him and guided mm-hmm. him to you and i didn't mean to imply in any way that wanting citizenship was shady that is not what no, i meant no. i meant like meeting <laughs> somebody on a dating app and i have to get married or uh, you're gonna lose yeah. me forever that's yeah. like right but it's like i feel like you two were brought together actually you know i think the universe brings people into our paths and that offer us great opportunities to love and be loved and that's how this feels to me so it's it's really beautiful
1: yeah, I feel really good around him and about him, which is why, you know, I'm considering this because I've dated lots of shitty people in the past, and I like to think I'm a pretty good judge of character, but just like talking to him and how he's interacted with my friends and the conversations we have, like, I just feel really good about it. Okay. So
0: well, that's, I want to help. Yeah, well, that's good. Trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, let us know if you guys get married. Yeah, let us know. Keep us posted as to what happens. <laughs>
1: I will. Thank you guys so much for the advice. It helps a lot.
0: Oh, okay. Thank you. Take care.
1: Thanks. Bye. You too. Have a great day.
0: Bye. Bye. It's so funny when you think about, like, like I would totally marry somebody just to get them a visa, you know? That's why you're so awesome.
3: Well, this is <laughs> a light worker in you. Because you profoundly changed someone else's life just to... <laughs>
0: but I would, and I would be like, we don't ever have to talk again, you know? You're just hilarious. Like, I mean, if I'm going to marry somebody, that's yeah. a more decent reason to do it.
2: Well, and Even the year thing where he was saying like, oh, within a year, he'll have his green card and everything. I knew a couple that was like very much, quote unquote, in love, but they were super toxic, fought all the time. Mm -hmm. He was horrible, like the whole thing. But she was from Canada and took her five years to finally get her green card. So like this year thing. like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. My brother's
0: married, just married someone from the Philippines and he's waiting for her to get her green card. They got married. She was halfway through the process, but then they got married and she had to change her last name to Handler Mm in The Filipino culture, like, you have to do that right away. So then they had to start the visa process over oh, boy. again. I'm like, Roy, oh, what are you thinking? Like, you did it backwards. So, Man.
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, even John Oliver, he was like... I am the best possible scenario you know I have every opportunity available to me I have the money to put into this and it is a nightmarish process like yeah. just a wow. nightmarish horrible process John
3: Oliver roasted me on his show once What he did <laughs> he showed a clip from Dr. Oz where I was saying like oh is there a B name and like he showed that clip and the person's like no afterwards I went like there was so much more to that and it was accurate and he was like look at these fools look at these fraud psychic mediums and then people were like hey you're on John Oliver last night but it
0: wasn't for a good reason
3: and I loved him yeah. and then I was
0: like oh, well b- by the way British people do not believe you know they. it's just like they don't take medication so funny <laughs> Brits are they don't go to therapists they don't believe in anything yeah Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. So go to books.com and use promo code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code CHELSEA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand, Lisa, and home design icon, West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, Indulge bulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Visit lisa.com forward slash Chelsea to learn more. That's dot com forward slash Chelsea.
2: All right. Well, we've got Julia back here. I'll read her email. She's a chef, by the way. She says, Dear Chelsea, I've lived in LA for four years now, and I've never been completely sold on it. My boyfriend of almost the same amount of time is from here. He's known I've always wanted to move to the Pacific Northwest, but even when we put a timeline on it, he backed out. I recently reached out to an old boss of mine to put feelers out that I was looking to move back to the area, and she immediately offered me a job. I accepted, hoping it would be incentive for my boyfriend to commit to the move. He doesn't want to go, but he also doesn't want to lose me. And so, as we stand now, he works 15 hours a day, mostly six days a week, so I hardly see him as it is. Do I move without him, or do I stay until he's ready to go, if he ever will be? Sincerely, Julia.
0: Hi, Julia. Hi. Hello, hello. Hi, our special guest is Laura Lynn Jackson, who's a good friend of mine, and she's a psychic medium, so she's going to be able to tell you a little bit more about yourself than I will, but I'm just going to say right off the bat, move, do your thing. Do your thing always. Do not wait around for any man. It does not matter. You know, if you're meant to be together, you'll be together.
6: True. That's always been in the back of my mind.
0: We are women And we need to be in control of our destiny. You know what I mean? And it's a good example to set not only for yourself, but all of the women in your life.
6: And I have a best friend who lives out there, like my closest friend. And she's kind of just, you know, waiting for me to, to make that move. She says the same thing, but it's so much easier said than done.
3: So what's interesting is I really do feel like we are all psychic, and Chelsea, you keep saying, like, I'm not a psychic medium, but, and then you'll say the exact same things I'm seeing, right? (laughs) So, like, you are psychic. So are you. We all are. And so are you. You're psychic, too. And, like, that's what I want to talk to you about is tuning in intuitively to what your pulls are. I think we all get what I call pulls to do something or act a certain way sometimes. And quite frankly, they're often completely counterintuitive to logically what makes sense in our life. So for example, you have a set path right now, you're living in a certain place, you have a relationship. Logically, it might be a little inconvenient to be like, I'm gonna move and I'm gonna go do this. But intuitively, That spiritual part, you're the light part of yourself, I feel like you're really, you got your own download and you're getting a pull to move and go do this and that you know that's your highest path. But it's coming at a price, right? Because there's risk involved, there's some fear, what will this mean for the relationship, right? But what I'm going to tell you is it's always important when making decisions to make a love Path choice, not a fear-based one. So if you were to say no to this job and not move, it's strictly out of fear. Fear of what does this mean about me losing my relationship? What if I get there and I feel insecure? I feel like, did I make a mistake? That's all fear-based. But if you look at it in a love-based way and see that the universe is guiding you and everything's feeling right and you're being pulled there, you're gonna need to trust in that and act on that. I see you moving. I see so much light about it. I see that it's fantastic. I feel like the choice here is like the when of it because I feel like there's already been some stalling. And I really feel like if we go back about a month and a half on your timeline, that's where the opportunity kind of started or that pull was. And we've got another three months to kind of act on it. But I feel the sooner you can act on it, the higher you're on your path, but only you can do that. You've gotta like take a deep breath in and really trust in your light and value yourself over any relationship and understand that you are of great worthiness to love and be loved and that, not to say that this is a test of the relationship, but it it is almost forcing a test, right? You're going to move because this is your passionate path and you know you're meant to. Let's see how he reacts. You know, and it's almost a litmus test because if he is the right person for you, he's going to grow with you and he will come along and you will work that out. And if not, the universe is going to bring you other people. That's how this works. But it's trusting in your knowing and trusting in your pull. And I've, to me, it's like such a clear pull for you to go there.
6: What I've kind of been thinking about in the past couple of weeks is maybe it isn't the right time for me to necessarily move there, but kind of deciding between whether I should stay in this relationship and try and make it work, or I just try and find somewhere else to live here in LA. Because as much as I don't really love living out here, I do like everything that the bigger city has to offer. And I love kind of the comfortability of the current job I do have. I'm a private chef and I, I love working for this family and the the work-life balance that I have now. And I feel like also moving was more of an ego thing. Him not wanting to move kind of hurt my ego. because It's like, oh, if he loves me, he should want to do this with me. And I understand that it's not that easy of a decision to make. But you're right. If it was something that he wanted to grow and do with me, that would have shown through already.
0: But are you saying you would move somewhere in L.A. away from your boyfriend? Yeah. Well, what's the purpose of that? just to teach him a lesson? <laughs> no, I guess just like
6: removing myself from the situation and still not having to change everything like uproot everything about my life just because he doesn't want to grow in the same way as me.
0: Yeah, but I think you're talking about two different things. I think you're you're excited about this other opportunity, right? that's what's driving you. I mean, getting, if you're not going to take that opportunity, I don't know what the point is about moving, I mean, what the point would be about moving away within Los Angeles. It sounds like this is an opportunity for growth for you. Like, when you're unsure of something and, you know, your gut is telling you one thing and it's very clear by your letter and what you said in the beginning that you kind of want to go back, your friend's there, you have this job opportunity that you sought out that's available for you. I think you should think about growth. When you're not sure about your feelings, just do I want to grow? Do I want to grow? And that's the answer is always yes. And when you grow, things will grow with you or grow away from you. And that's not in your control, but all you can focus on is your own growth.
6: Yeah. And the the person I would be working for is has been so kind and amazing. And it it is a person that I would want to work for. She's just very giving and has made me feel very comfortable in in making a big change, saying, you know, there's no rush to starting the job. Like, take your time. Like, I know this is a big move. And, like, she seems very excited to have me. So it is worthwhile, I think, to
0: do that. Yeah, make sure you tell her how great that feels, you know? That's somebody who helps you
3: rise, right? I think true power is helping other people find their light and rise in that, right? We all rise together rather than having power over somebody and being demanding. So to me, it's like who we spend our time with and who we spend our time around matters greatly. We're always absorbing energy, right? So this this woman sounds phenomenal and to be around her and to be around your best friend, it's like such this beautiful, comforting, supportive circle of light. You know, I think for you, what I'm feeling in your energy is this great sense of loss by moving, loss of the relationship, disappointment, really, in him not wanting to rise to the occasion and move with you. And there's grief that comes with that. And I think it's important to acknowledge that and not hide from it. But it doesn't mean you don't do it anyway. You know, it's like trusting in your own value and your own light over all things.
6: Yeah, this is the, the first relationship where I've kind of taken the reins and making decisions that Benefit me out of the pain that's come with, you know, things in the relationship. So it is a little daunting, but it is something I just need to do. Yeah, you do. Good for
3: you, though. I mean, that's really wonderful that you have that self-reflection and insight to recognize that you've been making changes. And sometimes there are these little, small changes with these little voices within ourselves, right, that empower us in incredible ways. And it sounds to me like you've been really going through that shift into owning, taking ownership of your path and your light and all those things. And it is scary, and it can be really overwhelming. But that's what being brave is all about, right? It's like you're still really afraid, but you do it anyway because it. feels like the highest path to do it.
2: Yeah, I also, just to put a button on it, one of my mentors always talked about your, your geographic home. And it may not always be the place where you live, but it's the place that you feel most yourself, most alive. And for my mom, it's Arizona. They had my parents have thought about moving there before they had kids, and now they're retiring there nine months of the year, and they love it. For my younger brother, it's the Pacific Northwest. And you know I think if you can live there, that's great. And if not, you got to visit as much as possible. But I think the path has really opened up for you. It's not like, nope, you can't find a job. No, nope, you don't have opportunities. It's like, you said maybe this is for me, and the path is opening up. So I think you have to listen to that.
6: Yeah. And, yeah, I've only lived there, like, the last two years of high school, and I don't think it's where I want to settle, but I do think it's something I, I just want to go experience and sure. and feel out and just do something different.
0: Okay, well, keep us posted and let us know how everything goes, okay? We're on your side, girl. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for g- taking the time. I appreciate it. No Thanks, problem. Julia. Bye, Julia. Bye. Bye. Oh, well, that was great. Another day at the office, girls. <laughs> you just changed lives. Another day, another day, another, another dream coming true. <laughs> yes.
2: Well,
0: let's move to our close. We'll okay. take a quick break and okay. we'll come right back. We'll take a quick break Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. So go to books.com and use promo code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code CHELSEA. needed most. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at the checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply. Valid through July 31st. We all know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. I know that if I don't sleep for eight hours a night, I am not as sharp Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses, plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash chelsea for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash chelsea.
2: Hey, this is Christina
4: Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses.
2: Well, we're back with Laurel and Jackson and Chelsea. Laura, do you have any advice you'd like from yes, Chelsea? Laura, I do. Can I
0: can I help you with anything? <laughs> well, I there is so much. I pleasure. really had to
3: like narrow this question. You know, so what came to me was to ask you and it's a question for your listeners too, not just me, right? But What I know about you, Chelsea, is you're this extraordinary light worker, and you're incredibly brave. And what I also know about you is that every choice you make has a ripple effect into the world because you're teaching others through your actions and you're teaching others by how you're choosing to embrace your challenges. And the beautiful thing about you is how honest you are with everyone about it. So I was really wondering if you could share some advice about how How we find our highest path, like how you've navigated things to get to a place within yourself where you have a a sense of knowing, like, this is what I need to do, this is my highest path. Like, how did you find that?
0: I think, A, well, I'm not lying when I'm saying I've been influenced by people like you, teachers like you, teachers like my therapist, Dan Siegel, teachers like Eckhart Tolle. I didn't know what that knowing was, that voice was, because I think sometimes we get confused between our shadow self and our instinct. So you Mm -hmm. don't know if that voice is the bad guy or the good guy, right? Because we all have that inner voice, but we also have that voice that tells you like the devil on your shoulder. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not that. So I think it's really about bifurcating those two things and knowing it's not a voice that's inside you. That's a knowing. It's a feeling. It's a gut when you think about something and the warmth that comes with that inside your stomach or in your chest where you feel calm and relaxed. That's when you have the knowing and the idea that you're on the right track. And when you have that loud negative chatter, that repetition – is the bad chatter. That kind of telling you you're not good enough or smart enough or brave enough, or these people don't like you, that's all the stuff that you have to dismiss. And I've learned personally that identifying the differences between those two feelings, the knowing and the chatter, I know now that the knowing is what I have to trust and that the chatter gets quieter the moment I identify it and I go, "Uh uh-oh, that's not the real stuff. Don't listen to that.
2: I think it's so interesting too, just for everyone who's listening, when you say knowing, you are like, clutching at your gut like you're pointing Mm -hmm. to your gut and
0: when you say chatter it's like right next to your head like in your ear kind Mm -hmm. of chatter like Mm -hmm. a little mouth because we can never get rid of those voices you know I was always like why do I have negative thoughts like you know this is a conversation Laura and I had recently I said you know I want to just I don't want to have negative thoughts about people. I want to wish everyone well. I want even the people that I don't like or that I have difficult relationships with, I want to be thinking good things for them. I don't want to scroll through Instagram and see somebody that I've had a difficult relationship with and and not be happy for a a success. Mm -hmm. That's not how I want to operate. I want to give out good vibes only. And she gave me this great loving kindness meditation, which is I wish you happiness or may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, may you live a life of ease. And you Mm. say it about the person you love the most, you say it about yourself, then you say it about a mentor, which I say it about you every morning, so I hope you've been (laughs) feeling it. You say it about someone who's had a huge impact on your life, and then you say it about a neutral person, and then you say it about somebody you have a difficult relationship with. And then you say it for all your neighbors and the whole world. And she's like, and this is a way to build great energy around you so that you have like a fort of good vibrations. Right. Love that. And that is a game changer, people, fucking do it. It is a game changer. Cause even people like, you know, when I have to pick the most difficult person, it's always someone different because I've had so many difficult people in my life because I'm so difficult (laughs) that I'm just like, okay, who am I gonna focus on? And you don't mean it right away. But over time, that when you practice this kindful meditation, you do mean it. You do want them to be happy and healthy Mm -hmm. and peaceful and live a life with ease. You're just not gonna do it together, and that's okay, you know? So, yeah. And I think identifying, just identifying, you know, I didn't know that those bad thoughts everybody had. Everybody has that shadow self that's telling you that you know it's the devil on your shoulder. It's the person that is when you're an addict that says, "Yeah, you can have another line of cocaine or a hit of crystal meth or whatever your thing is." It's not your friend. It's your enemy, but we all have it and it's just a, about you managing how to quiet that and how to make louder the knowing.
2: Mhm. Mm-hmm. I love
0: that. 100%. Yeah, awesome. so this is my guru now. Oh, yes. <laughs> Also, this is a great book for anyone, you guys. I send this book. I have 50 copies in my house at all times. For anyone who's ever lost a loved one, you want to send them this book.
2: Okay. And the books are Signs and The Light Between Us. Is The Light Between Us the Signs from the
0: Universe. Well, either one. But Mm -hmm. Signs from the Universe is the one that I send to everybody because it's just, yeah. It just gives you a different perspective, and it makes you understand that it's just not over when someone's gone.
2: And you can go to laurelindjackson.com to find out about upcoming workshops and gallery readings, all that
0: good stuff. Yeah, and schedule readings, right? You do personal readings. They could schedule personal readings. Well, that's been closed for many years. Oh,
3: okay. So never mind that. (laughs) Sorry. 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 Just kidding. I I do them every single week. It's just on backlog. Yeah, she's on. Yeah, that's why I try to do galleries to get to as many people as I can. Okay. we that
0: part out. <laughs> <laughs> we need her available for our VIPs. Yes. Well, right. thank you, Laura Lynn Jackson. I love you so oh, much. I love you so You're much. This best. is such an
3: honor being here and being around your light energy and being in conversations just filled me up. Thank always, you so much. Always. I'm so
0: appreciative of you. Right back at you. All right. Okay, girls. Fabulous.
2: So if you'd like advice from Chelsea, just send us an email at dearchelseapodcast at gmail.com. Dear Chelsea is a production of iHeartRadio, executive produced by Nick Stump, produced by Katherine Law, and edited and
0: engineered by Brad Dickert. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply. Valid through July 31st. We all know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. I know that if I don't sleep for eight hours a night, I am not as sharp. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort.